Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. I want to get real tactical for you guys for a little while. We have been talking about creating a client acquisition system and the five steps involved, and I'm very excited about all of that. So what I want to do, though, is today is going to be the first in a four-part series that I'm just calling do's and don'ts so that we can get really tactical on what exactly you need to do within your client acquisition system and what pitfalls to avoid, right? What not to do. So just as a quick review so that we are all on the same page. Client acquisition system is the system you put on the front end of your business so that you can systematically, repeatedly, predictably get new clients in your door, right? It's all about, it's all about removing the anxiety of scrambling for your next client and how that prevents your ability to scale, right? It prevents your ability for growth. That's what the client acquisition system does. So let's set the stage for you. Step one is creating your solid foundation. Step two are audience growth activities. Step three is audience nurturing activities. Step four is the ability to have high integrity sales conversations that move people from knowing about your business to working with your business. And step five is building a mechanism to constantly and continually measure and tweak, measure and tweak, measure and tweak, tweak so that the whole system grows with your business. So we're going to do a series, a four part series of do's and don'ts that fall within those steps. So let's talk marketing today. Let's talk marketing. By definition of marketing, just to make it really, really simple, marketing is anything that you do, anything that you do that creates awareness of your business, that you have a business, that you are there with your doors open and your shingle out. Sales is the piece where you're in a mutually agreed upon conversation about whether or not you're going to exchange money for services. But marketing is everything you do. So in the client awareness system, client acquisition system, step two and three is marketing. Audience growth and audience nurturing activities are all about marketing. So that's what we're going to do today, some do's and don'ts. But first, I want to give you two universal challenges, (laughs) two universal challenges. There's more, but let's hone in on these two in the world of marketing. Number one, Nobody cares until they care. Nobody cares about your business until they have a problem that your business solves, until they want the thing that your business provides. This used to make me crazy. My last business was working with families with aging parents, and there was a huge group of us that would market together in our community to try to show everybody all of the resources that were available to them. And I cannot tell you how many times, even though there was this group of us screaming from the rooftops that we were there to help, 
I would be at an event and someone would walk up and say, wow, I wish I would have known about this a month ago. I wish I would have known about this six months ago. The truth is that nobody cares about your business until they care. And the other problem with this is this is also what leads people to saying yes to the person that just happens to be in front of them when the problem becomes time to solve the problem. Realtors face this, financial planners face this, where you're building relationships for years or you think you are. And then, boom, it's time to sell the house. This realtor happened to be promoting themselves at the time. And you, the person you think is your prospect ends up going with that realtor because that's who's in front of them at the time. It all comes down to the fact that nobody cares about your business until they do, which is why it's so important to have a marketing plan that keeps you out in front of people. And then the second big, big challenge is... I describe it this way. Your marketing has to use you, but not be about you. And that's challenging. Like people buy from people. They buy from the person in front of the brand. They buy from the person in front of the company. Like now more than ever, even the big brands, Amazon, Facebook, eBay, like even the big brands, we know who the person is in front of the brand. And a lot of times people buy from the brand because of that person. But not because that person is running around talking about themselves. And it's harder than you think because you're up against the way your brain works. Our brains are built to think about ourselves because our brain's job is to keep us alive. So learning how to use your personal brand in your marketing and yet it not really be about you is another universal challenge. So with those in mind, let's get into some do's and don'ts. So we're going to start with some don'ts. We're going to start with how do you avoid, how do you avoid some marketing pitfalls, right? And what are they? So one of the ones I see over and over and over again is what I call showing up as a vendor instead of a thought leader. You don't want to show up as a vendor. A vendor sits back and says, hey, I'm here to help if you're ready, you know, a vendor just does their pricing based on what they think people are willing to pay. A vendor reacts. A vendor reacts. A thought leader influences the situation by showing that they have a different understanding of the problem. Henry Ford is one of my favorite examples of this. His famous quote, so hopefully I don't screw this up. If I would have asked my clients what they want, if I would have asked my customers what they want, they would have set a faster horse. If all you are doing is reacting to customers, you're effectively a vendor, giving them the thing that they said they want, as opposed to a thought leader that understands there's a better solution to the problem your customer is having and that you understand the problem behind their pain at a completely different level than they do. And here, let me show you how to change that, right? So a marketing pitfall is showing up as a vendor instead of a thought leader. Another marketing pitfall is avoiding talking to other human beings, avoiding talking to other human beings. Here's the thing. It is virtually impossible to sell anything high ticket or high touch service without a conversation. 
Uh, one funnel away would love to have you believing people will, you know, give you a million dollars if you make the right funnel. But the truth of the matter is, if you are selling high ticket, high service situation, you're going to have to have a sales conversation. It's not real easy to grow a business avoiding talking to other human beings. And here's the second part of that. Your absolute best marketing insights come from talking to people. Hearing how they describe their pain, hearing how they describe their problem so that you can have a better understanding and show them that understanding, but do it in their words. So avoiding talking to other human beings is a second marketing pitfall that we do not want to do. Third marketing pitfall to avoid is not doing the work on the mindset that will cause self-sabotage all over the place. You got to do the mindset work. It You will sabotage in ways you haven't even thought of. I promise I've messed myself up more times. Like the obvious ones are being scared of money, scared of sales, scared of visibility. Obviously, those are going to mess up our efforts. But there's another version of this that I had a personal experience with this. If you are so busy, so busy, so busy, that your brain is convinced that if you were to do one more thing, you would literally die, your marketing isn't going to work. Your marketing isn't going to work because marketing is all about growth and getting more clients. And if you all are already surviving on you know, no sleep and 16, 18-hour workdays, your subconscious is not going to let you get more clients. That happened to me again in my business with families with aging parents. There was four different services that we offered and we were really, really massively busy with three of them. And I so badly wanted to add that fourth service line to my business, but I was exhausted. Subconsciously, my brain's like, if we have to do one more thing, we're not going to make it. And so I was never able to get that fourth line of services off the ground until I hired enough team to let me off the hook on some of the work and build that fourth line. So if you are running your life in a I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, frantic way, and all you keep hearing yourself say is I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, your marketing, oddly enough, will not work. Your marketing won't work because the last thing your subconscious thinks you can handle is more work. So it's a weird one you don't hear a lot of people talk about, but it's an absolute pitfall to not work on the mindset issues that cause the self-sabotage. The obvious ones being issues with sales conversations, issues with money, issues with visibility, issues with imposter syndrome. But the more insidious ones of the I'm so busy mindset and things that can cause sabotage. Another pitfall is not committing ahead of time to a length of time to helping something work and not measuring what's going on. You've heard me say before, you're, you know, we've got good gut instincts, but your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will absolutely lie to you. You need to go into your marketing efforts with a plan, not a, hey, let me just try this thing and see what happens, but an actual plan of this is what's going to be. This is what it's going to look like. This is what I'm trying to get out of it. This is how I'll know if it's working. This is how I'll know if it's not working. So not having an actual plan around your marketing efforts, major pitfall. Looking for an easy button, looking for an easy button, whether it's just do this one thing, like, unfortunately, the 
society that we live in that has us feeling that everything should happen instantaneously and it should be easy makes our subconscious believe that that's how things work. And if we don't have those results, we think it's not working, right? So that all becomes a very big pitfall to avoid. Thinking it all has to be exciting. Um, I don't know where this one comes from, but I see it over and over and I've caught it myself, right? We think that if it's not exciting and new and shiny, that it doesn't work. When truthfully getting good at the basics and repeating them over and over and over again is what makes it work. The exciting turmoil part at the beginning, while it feels like so much is going on, truthfully, that's not where you get your ROI because you haven't figured it out yet. So we want to avoid the pitfall of thinking that if it's not exciting, it's not working. And then the last one I'll give you is putting on your marketing hat. I see this a lot. You don't have to have a marketing hat. You see these wonderful, regular, normal human beings that you have these great conversations with, and then they go into their marketing world, they put on their marketing hat, and they talk in marketing jargon. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got, connect as a human first. Connect as a human first. People want your authentic self. It will save you time, money, and energy if you show up connecting as a human first in your authentic self so that your people know that they're your people makes the whole thing, one, a lot more fun, two, a lot easier, and three, much more effective. So if you're kind of going, oh my God, there's so many pitfalls. Oh my God, there's so many pitfalls. What do I do? Since we've talked about what I don't, what do I do? So here's the thing. We cannot change everything at once. We cannot make massive changes all at once. We want to build on them. So what I wanted to do is prioritize it for you. I'm going to prioritize things that I have found work the best. And yes, by the way, if you go through all the don'ts that I just went through, all the pitfalls and just reverse them and say, okay, if I don't want to do that, what do I do instead and do the opposite? That's a great place to start. But let's get you some prioritizations on some actual do's. So number one, and this might surprise you because it's not about a marketing tactic. It's the mindset work. The mindset work. Who do you need to become? Who do you need to become in order for your marketing to work? As business owners, we engage for marketing for one reason. It's to grow our businesses, a.k.a. make more money, a.k.a. help more people. We engage in marketing to grow our businesses, make more money, Help more people. The problem that people run into is they think that they'll become the person who has more money once they have more money. They'll become the person who has the ability to help more people once they have more people to help. And truthfully is the opposite. It's truthfully the other way around. You have to become the person who can handle having more money in order to get more money. You have to become the person who can handle more helping more people in order to be the person who gets to help more people. You have to put yourself out there and be more visible in order to become the person who's comfortable being more visible. There's no way around this. The mindset work 
is the absolute foundation, foundation for the entire thing. And the uh, one of the, I'll, it's almost a hack. It's not really, it's almost, let's call it a hack. Immerse yourself with people who are already the person you want to become. Uh, I cannot emphasize that enough. Immerse yourself with people who are already the person that you want to become. It is going to be virtually impossible to do all this mindset work if you are surrounded by people who are the opposite or don't understand or just don't get it than the person you're trying to become. So step one of what to do, do the mindset work to become the person you need to be in order to do the things that you want to be able to do. And one of the ways to do that fastest is by immersing yourself in the people who are already there. So number two on the what to do, you may have seen, I posted, I think this was just yesterday. I came across this quote. I don't know why I didn't come across it before. It's not brand new, but it was brand new to me and I was very excited about it. It really hit home um, from Usain Bolt. I worked for four years to run nine seconds and people give up after not seeing results in two months. That just hit home for me. So number two on your what to do list, do the work, grow the skills, put in the time, the money, the energy, the effort to be good at the thing you're trying to do. Not just good at what the business does for a living, but if you're trying to do great at social media, wonderful. Then put in the time, money, energy, and effort to learn how to be good at social media. You don't start out being good at it. You get good at it by doing it, learning more about it, and not giving up. And sometimes that's hard because a lot of times in marketing, we're doing things that aren't so comfortable to us, right? We get great at being the wonderful photographer because we love photography. So if you went into business to be a wonderful photographer, that's not hard because you love doing the thing. What if you put that much time, money, energy, and effort into learning how to be great at your marketing strategy? Could you imagine? Can you even imagine what the results are? So number one, do the work. And number two with this quote is about time. It takes time. Marketing takes time. It's cumulative. Commit to the work and getting better at it, but also the length of time. Commit to the length of time you're going to work on it ahead of time. And then measure everything so that you can make data-driven decisions and not emotional ones. The consistency over time is the difference, right? So that's number two of what to do. And number three, we'll give you a more tactical one. It's about making better decisions. How do you make better decisions? Let me put it to you this way. Count your dots. Count your dots. How many dots, meaning how many steps, connecting the dots, how many steps are in between your effort and someone becoming your client? When you're looking at what to do to market your business, count how many steps are in between that strategy, that tactic you're picking, and someone becoming your client. So for example, networking, the dots are very short. You go to the networking event, 
there's a chance you meet someone there who is your prospect. And then there's a chance you meet somebody there who can give you referrals. There's only a couple dots. There's only a couple dots. However, passive strategies like online funnels or a, uh, a book funnel, for example, there's a lot more dots. You have to write the book. You have to create the landing page. You have to do all the tech work. That's 85 million dots to begin with, right? There's a lot more dots. There's an email sequence. There's a lot more dots between the thing, this tactic, and a possible client. So count your dots. Number one, count your dots on how many steps are in between somebody engaging in that marketing and becoming your client. But number two, how many dots, how many steps are there between where you are now and the successful implementation of the tactic? How many steps, going back to our book funnel idea? Oh my God, I would have to like write the book and do the tech and hire the thing and do the landing pages and get the graphics. Like there's a million dots, not just between the time it's out in the world and someone coming to me to become my client, but there's a million and a half dots into making it live versus a networking event that I can just sign up to and go to this week. Make sure you have several small dot activities going on before you add in a large dot count activity. Make sure that you have several ways for people to quickly become your client before you add in a tactic that takes a longer time to implement and then a longer time to work. So our three do's, get become the person, do the mindset work to become the person before you get to be the person. Number two is do the work. Do the work and on a consistent basis. And number three is... Help yourself make better decisions by counting the dots in two ways, counting the steps between how long will it take me to implement the thing and then how long will it take the thing to work. So those are all of my thoughts for you this week. Um, Join in. We're going to be doing a whole month worth of do's and don'ts and getting real tactical. And I can't wait to see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.